It's the Pete This Podcast. Uh, I'm EJ. I'm Mike. Welcome, everyone tuning into this. Yeah, yeah. We begin listeners in the, you know, in the, in the high 40s, I feel like. Cold. Tens of listeners. Tens of listeners. It's going to be growing soon, though. Yeah, we'll soon have decades of listeners. It's uh, really fucking hot in LA right now. Man, it's a hot one. Like seven inches from the midday sun. <laughs> little smooth in your life, everybody. Yeah, why not? Why not? Um, but we got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. Um, yeah. Before we do that, though, I think we got to plug our Twitter, at PeepThisPodcast. Uh-huh. Uh, make sure to follow us for yeah. the dankest Jeremy Renner memes. The Jeremy Renner house-flipping memes, yes. Yes, yeah. that is. Uh, it's my passion project. If you don't know your Jeremy Renner trivia. Uh, he has a house-flipper, man. Yeah, that's his, his side hustle. No, that's his main hustle. You can check out the memes. Acting is his day job. House flipping is his passion. So you're telling me Jeremy Renner has like a uh, giant hammer and he's like working on a bathroom and he's like, oh shit, I gotta go he's be like, Hawkeye for a little exactly, bit. Exactly, exactly. So. He's like, like, look, I'm in Marvel movies so that I can get the best crown molding on this on this on this mid century that I'm looking to sell for an above market value. All right. <laughs> Jeremy Renner's gonna be a fan of ours, and we're gonna force him to do it. Well, uh, it's because I'm not a fan of him as an actor. I'm a fan of him as a real estate mogul. Have you um, seen SWAT? That's an Oscar-worthy performance. Yeah, I'll have to get some pictures for SWAT for the memes. Yeah. Um, That's the young Renner. Right, right now, I think yeah, there's only like three of them, but uh, you know, I'm working at We're gonna it. Grow. You know, We're going to grow. We're going to grow. Put it in the reps. Um, <laughs> build up our Renner. Our Renner news. Uh, so today on the Pete This Podcast, we got two movies yeah, yeah, this is, I think this is the first time we're going to do two long reviews. Well, mainly because there's two movies that we like. And I think that might be a first on the Peepas podcast, maybe. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, maybe if we had actually done Oscar season, we would have been, had a few more movies that we liked. Right, but, uh, right. Yeah, uh, I mean, actually, the greatest mystery is no one ever heard our first trial episode about X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, you're talking about the Lost episode? The Lost episode. <laughs> Where we where we literally just shit on something for forty five minutes. We'll have to bring that back one day. We'll just have to review Apocalypse again. Um, but today we got Baby Driver and we got Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to do a deep dive into those. Uh, why don't we go ahead and start off with some movie news though? And um, this is some news. I think it's a couple weeks old, but still. It happened like right after we did our last podcast. Right. Um, but it's something I think we definitely want to comment on. So it looks like. Uh, there's a Han Solo movie coming out, part of yeah, the... Yeah, didn't know. Uh, Han Solo movie. Yeah, part of the extended Star Wars universe, the yes. SWU. Yes, part of the, uh, part, yeah, part of this thing that we're all right. doing. It's one of the, it's the next anthology movie after Rogue One. Right. And it's been in production for a few months now, like filming, like almost done filming. It's in production for four months. Uh, and just recently, both directors, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, popular for... The Jump Street series, Lego Lego movies, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh, right. They make some fun movies, but... Uh, TV show, ton of TV shows, Clone High being the best of them. Check it out on YouTube. Right. Um, Um, But they were fired. And it's it's a little weird this late, I gotta say. Don't you think? Um, it isn't, it isn't. Um... So there's something weird happening here, which is that, like, for the past... Since this has happened... We've been getting conflicting reports about what went down on this movie ever since then. Right. Right. And they're either, the reports are either heavily positive towards Lord and Miller, which 
I mean, let's be honest, then leads you to believe that it's their agents uh, and them who are leaking that news, mm-hmm. right? Like, and their friends. <laughs> team Miller and yeah, Team Lord. Team Lord and Miller. Okay. Which is, and then the other one is Team Star is Team is Team Star Wars. Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy, Lawrence Kasdan. Right. You, anyone else who's involved in the big side, money side of it, of it, right? Mm-hmm. But essentially, what we're getting is that uh, that Lord and Miller did not want to follow the script that they were given. Yeah, and that, that uh, even, not too surprising. Even in the positive stuff, right? Which makes you think, why the fuck did Star Wars hire these guys in the first place? Which is probably my biggest beef about it it's because it's fine if you you know find out it's not working well, together and it's been a right while here. i don't think lord and miller are that talented oh come on i don't know if not talented is the word though okay you're telling okay. me they're not talented I don't, all right they're not talented the, but I'm, I'm just not a fan you don't put them as like top tier directors which i don't, I don't even put them in like the mid-tier of directors yeah because like i only the only movie that they've made that i actually think is good is 21 jump street you don't like the second the sequel no oh i like the sequel a lot it's okay. It's fuzzy. It's, it's a it's a fun, it's a normal but they're like like bring back to Kazdan. They're not more talented than Jake Kazdan, Lawrence Kazdan's other son, who's just yeah. like directed like Walk Hard and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. like Lord and Miller are talented guys who A have no experience running a big budget movie. Like none. Like they're they they come from animation from improv comedy. comedy yeah. So you're gonna give them a script written by Lawrence Kazdan, one of the greatest screenwriters of all time. Right. From and give it to these guys who a never follow scripts, who are all about improv. Yeah, and like let's be real, that's a big chance to fuck up the Star Wars universe. <laughs> like if you're improving lines about Han Solo, yeah, you can fuck up the existing continuity. And I, I'm saying this like like Star Wars should never have hired them because if you're not going to let them be them, then what's the point? Yeah, I don't... They don't bring anything else to the that's table That's what's so besides, confusing about it, is just because... Right. Why hire them? You know you're well, getting this every single time. And uh, I think we should mention is that Ron Howard's been hired to replace them, which right. I think actually speaks to probably that this movie's going to be okay. Like Ron Howard's a good director, but he doesn't have much voice. He's just oh, like I a guy just, you... I think he's just a guy you hire to like, oh, can we make this movie... Right, but Ron Howard actually knows how to make a movie. Exactly, which, yeah. I mean, let's, like, like... Safe bet. This whole, He's a safe this bet. whole Apatow, like, Lord and Miller come from the... They're not Apatow guys, but they come from that whole style that you do a whole bunch of takes... And you pick the best. And then you pick the best. You can't do that in a $200 million movie. Especially when you're trying to build a universe and everything right, inside the exactly. same continuity. These guys were the, like... Part of the reason, like, we're talking about, like, this movie might be finished. The One of the rumors is that it's not even close to it because these dudes were dicking around. <laughs> well, like, 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 the big reports out of it is that, like... Is that like Ron Howard got a round of applause when he showed up up from from the crew? Yeah. Which, a little personal stuff. I work in film crews. Um, I would fucking hate to work for directors like Lord and Miller. I would have hated it. Mm -hmm. Because crew is all about being on time. It's all about scheduling. And when you're doing the big type of stuff that they're doing in this, it probably just... Like, I, again, what, what was Kathleen Kennedy doing hiring them? I think she wanted to just take a chance, and they were big enough names to say, oh, I like their previous movies, I'll probably enjoy this. Well, but... it's like, you know, Ryan, Ryan Johnson, right? Who Who's doing like, The Last Jedi. Right, right, wrote it and directed it. Yep. Um, 
and literally we've heard nothing we've only heard positives about that experience right from yeah. from both ryan johnson and from the star wars people is that it was that, that he brought something new to the movie and he also worked within it mm-hmm. honestly i think comes down to is that ryan johnson is a filmmaker and and i don't mean that to disparage lord and miller i i mean in that they're comedy guys right that they're yeah. that they're not really directors by training they're more directors by they fell into it from writing and mm-hmm. from creation and from right. animation. They come from animation. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, you know, they, they that's, what, <laughs> that's kind of their forte. And well, like, gonna be a... like they're, they're most wildly invented. Like, 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street are really basic-ass comedy movies. Yeah. They have good performances and they're funny. Not to take away from anything. But there's nothing in there where you're like, wow, these guys, it's... Not like the guy who we're going to be talking about, Edgar Wright, where he directed a comedy movie and you're like, wow, this guy can actually make a damn movie. Yeah. You're like, wow, these guys are funny. But like, what does being funny mean to Star Wars? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Alden Ehrenreich, who's playing Han Solo? There's a rumor that they brought in an acting coach. Is that more on Lord and Miller? That's that's on Lord and Miller, from what I understand, is that Lord and Miller were like directing him to to be like Jim fucking Carey. That's the rumor. What the heck? Yeah, from from everything it sounds like that Lord and, like, I hate to say it, but, like, I tend to believe the Star Wars people that they just weren't good at doing this. Like, I mean, that might be, that might be just, like, you know, like, I'm not a fan of their work in general. Um, Like, I I think it's okay. Actually, the best thing they've ever done is Clone High, in my opinion, by far. Um, But, like, this isn't, this isn't a movie that you find in the editing room. That's just not how you make a big budget movie. Like, I'm just concerned because this isn't the first time that we've heard about people in, maybe it's not Kathleen Kennedy, but just the new Lucasfilm where you're having the artist kind of beef a little bit with the suits. Like, J.J. Abrams has been public and has been saying it wasn't the best experience, and we've seen what, our boy Trank who was supposed to do one too. Trent didn't even get on set though. They fired him before. He did. <laughs> yeah, I know. They exactly. fired him. At, they fired him after yeah. a fantastic. Gareth four. Edwards though, his movie was heavily cut. His was essentially redirected by Tony Gilroy. Yeah. Who is the guy who made Michael Clayton is one of the best screenwriter right. who wrote all the Bourne movies. So I I, I can't really instantly blame this. Is an art. For sucking. This isn't art. Cut the bullshit that Star Wars and Marvel <laughs> are art. They're not art. They're commercial products. It's a commercial product, but it's not it's, art. It's not art. It takes There's creativity a, to sure, come up with these films. Sure, but it's a commercial. It's not art. That's fine. It's, That's semantics, Mike. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not semantics. Because, like, if this is art, then you can follow your muse and head down all your weird rabbit holes. Right. Like, be Werner Herzog. Like, like, like. So I, then, if, for that argument, then all Lord and Miller are guilty of is not being good at doing the commercial stuff. Exactly. Okay, and that's fine. That's fine. That makes sense. That's fine. These dudes, these dudes are also going to be fine. Everybody, like, this isn't a blow to their careers. They have like twelve TV shows that they produce. Yeah. They're going to make the next Lego movie. Like, they probably they, make a Jump Street down the line. Yeah, right. They'll make another. They'll make another movie with Jonah Hill or with Channing Tatum or with any of the other people who like working with them. They're going to be fine. Yeah. This is like again, again, like like. I, I think it needs to be restated that like what Disney is doing because let's remember Star Wars, Marvel, these are all Disney things. Disney yeah. is not concerned about making the best, most most inventive, 
joyous artistic experience. It's never yeah. been their concern. Yeah. Since like since they stopped only since they started making live action shit, they yeah. haven't been. Concerned they got a lot of that. dollar signs to worry about to care. Right. About exactly. That. This is this is basically like a small nation. Like what these like things? <laughs> no, it is like like the GDP. I guarantee that the GDP of the Star Wars of the Star Wars universe is higher than most countries. Um, yeah, I mean it makes what a Billy every movie almost. Right. Exactly. This 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 shit's on low stakes. For for these companies, now like like we can lament the commercialization of like because like again the first Star Wars movies are an act of art, they're an act of labor, they're a labor of love from a from How a guy. How dare you not call those prequels art? They the they actually art. are. <laughs> they they actually are. They're made from the mind of one man. Yeah. Who who had, but George Lucas was the studio. That's the whole. Yeah. He I mean those movies suck because George Lucas didn't have a boss. Hmm. Um, that's a big part of it. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, it'll be... I, I think everyone's saying that, wow, this movie's gonna suck. Everyone said that with Rogue One. And it turned out to be pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. I just noticed Tandy Newton's in this movie. Dude, the cast is amazing. Yeah. Tandy Newton, uh, if you've watched Fleabag on Amazon, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who wrote, who wrote in Stars on that show. Who's he playing in this, yeah? Phoebe Waller-Bridge? No idea. Okay. Or Tandy. No, we don't. The only people we know who they're playing are Alden Einreich and uh, Donald Glover. Right. And then we know Woody Harrelson's uh, his mentor. I think uh, the guy playing Chewbacca is playing Oh, Chewbacca. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, and Chewbacca, obviously. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I didn't, didn't think about that, but uh, yeah. Right. Anything else you want to say about the untitled Han Solo film? No name yet. There should be no name. I mean, I, I don't mean that. It should just be called Han Solo. It's... People actually know what that means. People actually care about that. Like, yeah. Like, you know. I mean, also, I was just going to say, just say Han Solo Star Wars story. People will come. Exactly, yeah. Keep it simple. Yeah. Exactly. Right, well, good luck to them. Ron Howard, probably going to be able to make something good. It'll be fine. Be fine. It'll be fine. All right. Uh, why don't we get into our first movie this week? Yes. That movie is Baby Driver, directed... Yes. And written by Edgar, Edgar Wright. Wright. Edgar Wright is famous for the Cornetto trilogy. Yep. We got yep. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. And yes. uh, also Scott Pilgrim. Did Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. And the TV show Spaced. Yeah, which... I mean, if you like the Cornetto trilogy, watch Spaced. Yeah. That's like... It's the show version of it. Right. Uh, what'd you think of this movie, Mike? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. This is this is what I want from my summer movies. I want like I, I don't need I don't need a universe like most of the time. I I don't need th- thirty five minutes of explaining what's happening yeah. and why it's important and a threat to Earth. Right, think? right. Give me give me good actors yeah. doing doing something cool with a good soundtrack and with with action beats that move and make it f- for under two hours. That is the most impressive thing, maybe. I mean, all Edgar Wright's movies are under two hours. <clears throat> like he he has a remarkable control of pacing, right? And of, I mean, he's a ma- he's a master at what he does. I I should be honest, uh, like. I'm not objective about Edgar Wright's movies. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably my like person why I do what I do and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, so 
I mean, I loved it from be- from first frame to the end. Right. Uh, I liked it a lot, too. Uh, I probably loved it as well. Um, really, really cool action scenes. Um, amazing. Amazing car chase scenes. And there's also a really cool on-foot chase in the movie, too. Where oh, the, like, the foot chase is, is, might be the best one. Like, yeah. I mean, because it's just yeah. wild and unpredictable, which I think is really what this movie had going for it, is that I legitimately had no idea how this would end, what would happen. Because, I mean, it's not like, you know, most summer movies we see now are part of a franchise. And you're like, like well, Wonder Woman's got to be there for Wonder Woman 2 and for Justice League. Right. This is you more know? of a one-off thing. He, I mean, they it might have a sequel. sequel but, yeah. uh... You know what? If Edgar Wright wants to do a sequel, then he can do a yeah. sequel. But if he doesn't, he d- doesn't let him make something awesome. Uh, the cast of this movie is pretty packed. We're talking Ansel Elgort playing the titular baby, baby driver. driver. Yep. Uh, we got Kevin Spacey, we got John Hamm, Jamie Foxx, John Bernthal, Billy James, Eliza Gonzalez. Um, all really good chemistry. All yeah. the characters kind of have their own kind of thing going. Um, yeah. I really like Jamie Foxx. I'm not going to Jam- lie. I think Jamie Foxx is not getting enough credit for how good he is in this movie. I would say that that mm-hmm. I think that Jamie Foxx would be getting more credit if John Hamm didn't kind of steal his thunder for you the You think John Hamm stole some of it? After they have the diner <laughs> scene, John, like, uh, there, there's a, there's, I mean, it's a really great moment of acting yeah. that comes in, towards the middle end of the movie. Uh, we're heading into the final act. Um, or maybe we're in it, I don't know. Let's, yeah. uh, let's not get into that. <laughs> but, uh... They're in a di- they're in the diner and they're talking and it's essentially just I mean Jamie Foxx giving a monologue. Yeah. And John Hamm reacting to it. And it's I gotta say, great acting from both actors in that scene. Yeah, yeah. But I I mean John Hamm kinda becomes the heavy t- for the end of the movie though. Right, right. Yeah. Um Kevin Spacey is hilarious in this. Kevin Spacey's great. Yeah. Uh Frank Cards. Frank Cards. Frank Cards in the film. Frank Cards. Well, there's more than one way to skin a rabbit. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, no, there's yeah. so much to, to love about this movie. Um, from just... I think one of the things, like, you know, what we were saying with uh, Lord and Miller and, you know, um, the idea that, like, like, okay, they're making commercial to something. This clearly had no thought to how much money it would make beyond getting some big-name actors in it. Right, yeah. Which, and those big-name actors are in small bits. Mm. Like, the fact that you can get Jamie Foxx, John Hamm, and Kevin Spacey to just play along. Right, just be on the side. They're just there. Like, they're good parts, but, I mean, it's it's Ansel Elgort's movie. Yeah, Ansel Elgort, he's pretty good in it, too. I think he's great in it. Yeah. Um, I don't have any baggage with him. I know a lot of people hate him. I don't have baggage with him, but I just haven't seen him anything good until this point. Well, I've never seen anything that he's ever been in. Mm. That's where I'm coming from. From like, I have no, I've never seen the Divergent movies. I've yeah. never seen Fault in Our Stars, because I read the book and it's trash. What's up with him and Shailene Woodley? They're just buddies? They're just like working together? I mean, what's up with Shailene Woodley and Miles Teller? He's in those movies, too. I mean, fuck Miles Teller. I guess. That's my take. But I really like his drumming movie. <laughs> Everything else go away. I mean, I'm cool if I never see Miles Teller yeah. again in a movie. He's not uh, that good. Um, uh, 
Let's bring up the soundtrack of this movie, though. Amazing. It's really, really good. I'm looking at the track list right now. It's about 30. And a lot of the songs, you know, they're matched up in the movie to action sequences. Well, they're choreographed to it, too. The right. first scene is uh, set to John Spencer Blues Explosions, Bell Bottoms. The first 15 minutes of this movie is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And that the opening heist set to John Spencer Blues Explosion mm. is literally choreographed down to the beats. Right. They right. open the car doors in rhythm with the music. The dr- everything happens in rhythm to the music. Yeah. It's I mean it's amazing. And shout out for Edgar Wright for using my favorite Queen song, Brighton Rock. <laughs> Good on you, man. Um you know, we never mentioned that before this movie, Edgar Wright was working on Marvel's Ant Man. Got fired. And he was also fired. I remember when that he happened. He left though. before production, though. Right, he, yeah. He might have left instead of being yeah. fired. There's fingerprints all over that. When right. The final product came out. There's oh, he's still, he's still one of the credited screenwriters on it. Yeah, and he yeah. said, he said, that's enough for him. He'll never see it, which I totally get. Um, no, that, that's, that's another case of Marvel's not making an Edgar Wright movie. Yeah. They're making a Marvel, they're making a Marvel movie that needs to make over 750 million goddamn dollars mm. and i think edgar wright could do it that's where that's where i disagree with him that i don't think that edgar wright like edgar wright films aren't digressive and like he makes pop entertainment yeah ant-man made a shit ton of money and it wasn't because the director changed it was because paul rudd had a good trailer and he was funny and people yeah. said, oh and it's a Marvel yeah, movie which is, and uh, you get paul rudd paul rudd paul rudd is edgar wright's choice right. too all the cast, all the cast is Edgar Wright's choice in that movie. So I remember that happened though, and you and me were talking about, oh, what is Edgar Wright going to do next? And we heard he was doing a movie called Baby Driver, and we thought it was going to be <laughs> baby driving. Uh oh, I didn't think that. Oh, that's what I definitely thought. No, no. Uh, I, I read the description that he was making a movie about a getaway driver. Yeah, and I was like, that was I a baby. Right, like, like, I was just like, I mean, really, like, like if you want to know where the title comes from, which people are like, what the fuck is it? It's a Simon yeah. and Garfunkel song. It plays at the end of the movie, too. Yeah, I think I've asked a few people, like, have you heard about this movie, Baby Driver? And they're like, what? What is that about? I mean, that's true, but it's also, it's doing great. It's his biggest hit. Yeah, but he hasn't really had any movies that have made a ton of money before. So it's, it's, it's made still, 55 it's million. It's a $40 million yeah. movie and it made 55 million in two weeks. Yeah. I'm that's, not saying that's bad at all, but I'm not. It's, it's, it's great actually. Like what name me an original concept movie that yeah. made over $50 million. I'd have to check my, none of the Oscar movie. movies have done it. Like this was the yeah. lowest grossing, uh, besides La La Land, which. How about Inception? Is Inception an original idea? No, it's not an original idea. <laughs> that's, there we go. <laughs> but not based on anything. It made a shit ton of money. Right, but that's years ago. That's eight yeah. years ago now? Is Inception Ooh. 2010? Don't scare me like that. Yeah, I think 2009? Right. So, like... Yeah, 2010. Seven years ago. Yeah. Right? This is, this is like, 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 we now have, like, baggage with Tom Hardy, and that was the first time we had ever seen him. Like... No, I, I mean, this is... I mean, I, I think, you know, one of the things that we heard earlier this summer with uh, the Baywatch movies, that Rotten Tomatoes killed it, right? That was, like, the yeah, thing that they yeah. were trying to say. I, I think you can say Baby Driver is a movie that Rotten Tomatoes is boosting. Definitely, I mean, yeah. it's got a 97, I think, yeah, on it. it's really high. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, almost perfect, which, I mean, again, oh, should be said, Rotten Tomatoes is an aggregator. Not everyone thinks Baby Driver is a 97 a, out yeah. of 100. I think a lot of people do, though. They'll see that and say, like, oh, it's an A-plus movie. 
Right, possibly. right. Whereas literally what everyone's saying it's is... Like, I liked it's, it. <laughs> I, literally no one is saying it's bad. Yeah. That's, exactly. That is actually, like, no one dislikes it or thinks it's a bad movie. No, no. Um, there's a few gripes that I had with the movie. Yeah, sure. Uh, really, the third act kind of falls apart for me. I, hmm. I thought things got a little too maybe heightened or what. Um, it gets a little tarantino me at the end. Right, yeah. It gets um, quite violent. I definitely didn't hate it, but I didn't feel it was as consistent as the first two acts. Um, so, uh, actually, thanks to Edgar Wright, um, and a wonderful, everyone should check this out, I'll plug it all the time, there's a, on Hot Fuzz, of his movie, if you can get the Blu-ray of that, there's a commentary for it with him and Quentin Tarantino, which is literally just a lesson in action movies and in driving movies and heist movies. Right, right. And, uh, because of that, I watched the driver, uh, the getaway, thief, the movies that this movie's riffing on, mm-hmm. and that's how they all end. Right. Okay. Is that this is he's very he's made a movie that is within a genre, like the, the getaway movies end in incredible acts of violence. Generally, like I mean, might have to do with the getaway as a Sam Peckinpah movie, um, and stuff like that that really helps add to the violent nature of it. But that's. There always has to be, because a getaway driver is, there has to be blood on the driver's hand at the end of it, right? That's right. always, that's always the thing, is that otherwise, like, the driver's generally not a nonviolent guy, right? Like, I mean, Baby doesn't, doesn't commit any acts of violence himself until the third act. Yeah, no, he's avoiding it most of the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, um, Jonathan Bernadal yeah. says it to him, actually. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people not be into Kevin Spacey's character kind of doing a little bit of 180, but I was kind of into it, actually. I was fine with it. I th- I think we need to question whether or not Kevin Spacey's character does a 180, or people are reading, aren't believing him when he says that he actually cares about Baby. Yeah. that's I, I think that that's the, the big thing, is that, spoiler, I guess we should say, is that... We're sp- guessing you watched this film already, if you're listening right. to Right. Right, is that Spacey, um, Spacey ends up being on Baby's side. Yeah. Is that, that, you know, the heist goes wrong, and Baby turns to Spacey, and you think, well, why would, you know, you can think, well, Spacey threatened him that he would kill everyone that he loved, right? Yeah. And it's like, it's like, yeah, but, uh, Baby's not really the one who fucked up the job (laughs) initially. Yeah. He was already fucked up because of Jamie Foxx's Yeah, he was... It was already going to shit. And Spacey, I, I think, you know, Spacey's constantly shows affection for Baby. And I think in the final moment, he realizes that he cares about about Baby too much to kill him. Right. Uh, and then the last thing, the romance I thought was just kind of whatever. And the female characters then could have been written a tiny bit stronger. They could. They um, could. And that's just like a small gripe that didn't really take away from enjoying the movie or anything like that. But no, no, no. It's uh, I would say I agree with those. Like uh, they didn't they didn't affect my like I've seen it twice now. I'll right. probably see it two or three more times. I'm probably gonna go see it again today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people see Baby Driver. It's fun. Like yeah. you have a good time in the movies. There's there's a very like there's still lack in movies in general right now of something being fun. And quick, and not having grandiose ambitions, right. 
beyond yeah. giving you a good fucking time in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to see something just stick to that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, did you have anything else about Baby Driver? Um... You know, um... I, I think if, if he does make a sequel, uh, I'd be very curious to see who comes back. I guess no one besides <laughs> besides uh, Baby and, and his Deborah. Girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would like to see it set somewhere else besides right. Atlanta. That'd Same be man. that'd be something else. Is that uh, Atlanta? It's in all the movies now. Like half. Every it's Marvel, cheap. It's really cheap. To it's shoot really there. cheap to shoot there, right? Yeah. It's it's why every Marvel movie shot there, right? Like, I mean, it's not a very cinematic city. Like, there's no. nothing. There, there's nothing very. It's just a placeholder city, and you can kind of make right, it. right. But like, you know, uh, I mean, maybe I'm biased because I live here, but I, I would like to 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 see, you know, maybe maybe more movies be in L.A. <laughs> like where movies are supposed <laughs> to be, but whatever. Um... Go go international. Yeah. Ooh, baby Baby driver and baby driver hot fuzz crossover with Nicholas Angel chasing down baby. Why not? Why not? Oh my god! Actually, now that's all I want is now I want is I want a hot fuzz baby driver crossover. (laughs) That would kick ass. Um, baby driver, we both recommend it. What's your letter grade for baby driver? Straight A for you. Well, I I can't again. I can't be objective with. Uh, yeah, yeah. Edgar Wright's movies, so it's it's an A, but it's yeah. an A plus in my heart. It's it's, it's A minus for me, but I feel like I give every single movie an A minus. Yeah, any movie you're, I like, you're and then... easy. <laughs> A minus for me. Um, let's talk about our next film, Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah, the nineteenth Spider Man film, I think third reboot. I get seven. Is... I get seven. Wait, we got. Three... Three Raimis. Three Raimis. Two Garfields. Mm-hmm. <laughs> seventh. Sixth. Sixth. Sixth, yes. Because they never finished their intended right. Amazing Spider-Man yeah. trilogy. Oh, thank God they didn't. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man Dane DeHaan, you suck. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming is directed by John Watts, who was... Directed in... a movie, Cop Car. Cop Car. Have you seen this movie, Clown? Nope. Oh, it looks scary. Yeah, I, I guess it might be, but uh, Cop Car, Cop Car is... Decent. He worked on the Onion News Network TV show. Wow. Good for him. <laughs> um, it shows in yeah. the movie. He's got a good sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, this is fresh off of um, Captain America: Civil War, where we got introduced to this Spider-Man. Yeah, Tom Holland. Tom, Tom Holland. Holland, played by Tom Holland, uh, and he's had his own movie now. And I gotta say, I liked it a lot. I had a good time throughout this whole movie. I was smiling. Um, I laughed. It's a high school movie, kinda. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Talking about some high school relationships while you're mixing in, you know, some superhero stuff. Yeah, um, which is what which is what Spider Man's supposed to be. Exactly. It was. Yeah. I, I think that I, I think both of us would agree. It was the first movie since Spider Man Two mm-hmm. that felt like a Spider Man movie. Right. Like right. like that the, the core of this character who is constant. I mean, the reason why people like Peter Parker is because. Yes, he's a superhero, but he's constantly fucking up his, like, personal life. <laughs> yeah, he's got to balance that. Right, he's yeah. not good, he's not good at managing his relationships. Yeah. Um, which this movie gets into. Yeah. 
One of the biggest things I think you and me both are worried about was Robbie Downey Jr. was throughout the whole marketing campaign. Like, it looked like this he was an hardly Iron Man. in it. This is like, I thought this was going to be an Iron Man Spider-Man movie. And fortunately, he's not. He's, he it's, a, it's a decent, it's a decent, yeah. decent supporting I never role. was fatigued. He's a mentor, but like, yeah. he's not a... Yeah, he's not the... He's not like overwhelming the, the screen, which is, yeah. I, I think, always a something... You gotta worry about with Robert Downey Jr. No matter like good or bad, you can sometimes have too much of him. Right. Yeah. He can be on a little much, and I think they bounce this out really well. Right. Um, his motivations and his choices make zero sense. But again, uh, I, I think we can get into like the plot of this movie doesn't make a whole bunch of sense. No, no, this is not a perfect movie. By far, not a perfect movie. It's it's not a very good script. Um. Again, but this is yeah. what happens when yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, 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 six people, as many yeah. Spider-Man movies as have been made, <laughs> are, that's how many people wrote this one movie. Right. That's usually pretty problematic when you have, you know... Well, there's always movie. a problem then. I mean, it came up on Wonder Woman, too, is yeah. that a movie I think had four screenwriters, like... Mm-hmm. I mean, and didn't come up in Baby Driver, because one dude wrote it. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a consistency of tone and of story. And, uh, you know, I mean, like, Michael Keaton's character had good motivations, but uh, how did they become expert weapons manufacturers in, like, a space of, like, eight years? Yeah. Uh, Uh, Michael Keaton plays the vulture, um, the main villain in this movie, and he's pretty much, like, a Trump voter. Is that what they were trying to get across? No, from? Like, I, they mm, forgot about us. We used to be great. That's it's not just a Trump voter thing. That's just that's just any American. I thought I thought it was pretty over the top the way they were doing it. I mean, but it, I mean, it is actually something that does set Peter Parker apart from the Tony Starks. From I mean, Captain America doesn't have any financial. <laughs> like Peter's poor. That is a, that is a yeah. big part of the character is that he doesn't have money. Right. He doesn't have billions to fall back on he's not a no. god from another planet like you know he's no he's not a genius scientist way more down to earth hero right which is probably like why spider-man's one of my favorite superheroes well it's he's why he of, he's I, one I, of us i i think i think that if you were doing a listing of the most famous superheroes i think you would say batman superman or one two and then spider-man yeah, yeah. that that I, I i mean it's i think it's very he's he's marvel's iconic character for sure yeah you know him in the I mean, sadly, it's the characters that, like, Marvel doesn't have. I'd say it's him and the X-Men are really their... Have, throughout most of their history, have been their banner carriers. For sure. But, uh... No, that can't happen. Um, um... You know who I really liked in this movie was, uh... Spider-Man's friend, Ned. Yes! He was, uh... We need to get... What's his name? What's I forget his name. Jacob... Uh, Batalib? Yeah, something like that. Well, we're sorry. We he is hilarious. He's though. hilarious, though. Uh, I don't. I don't know this kid from anything. Yeah, me neither. Um, he's hilarious, though. Definitely. Um, great sense of comic, uh, timing, um, and you know, he wants to be the guy in the chair, which is super right. endearing. Right. Yeah. Um, like, uh, yeah. There's a uh, like I would say that. The, that you know one of the things that really worked about this is that it did develop uh like not like in depth but it did give peter's classmates and class members personalities Mm -hmm. wants desires for the most part like yeah you know um 
Shout out to, uh, like, she's, the name's popped up in my world before, but I don't, never seen her or anything. Zendaya. Yeah. Funny. Oh, very funny. Yeah. Very funny. And she's going to be MJ, so go Right, right. She, like, like yeah. if you're wondering, like, she's not really in this movie that much. No, she just pops uh, up randomly. This girl, Liz, who, uh, I have nothing, like, the actress, she, yeah. like, she's fine, like, like. She's nothing to write home about. Like no, she's just the performer. crush. Yeah, she's just crush. she's just Peter's crush. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh. It, it Zendaya, like she's the main. Zendaya's not the main female character. This other yeah. girl, but yeah, Zendaya is like clearly going to be a big part of these. Yeah, you're saying that. You know, we got to expect that like makeover scene probably. <laughs> right. That she's all that like yeah, yeah. with like a. Kiss me beneath the milky twilight. So that's what the next Spider-Man movie, they're going to oh, parody. She's like, all that. Early 2000s TV. Oh my god, it'd be... Ugh, they need to find a Paul Walker then. Because <laughs> um, you need you need Paul Walker oh. being there going, going, look, I get to pick the girl. Um, no, it's... I think it's, you know, a really... It's a solidly built Marvel movie. Yeah, I was thinking back, you know, there's two Marvel movies, I think, between the Civil War, Doctor Strange, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and I like this one a lot more than both of those movies. Yeah. Um, I personally think Doctor Strange is a bad movie. Right. I think it's, like, the first Marvel, like, it's bottom, bad. bottom rung for you in the it's, Marvel Universe? Yeah, it's definitely the worst movie they've made. Okay. Like, I'd even say that, like, the Edward Norton Hulk is better than it. Yeah. I think our review was pretty positive when we talked about Doctor Strange, right? I don't think we did. Oh, maybe we didn't, yeah. No, we definitely didn't talk about <laughs> Doctor Strange. That was... Uh, Guardians 2 was this month, or this summer. And I don't like that movie at all. I think I've already said I don't like that yeah. movie. Yeah. On, on this podcast. Um, right, so it's good to know that at least Marvel is kind of getting a little bit more on track. And that, that might just be because... Well, but like at the same time, at the same time, all three of those are very clearly like formulaic Marvel movies. Yeah. Like, it's just... it Really what it is with these Marvel movies is how good are you at performing the formula, right? right. Like, the Russo brothers have proven to be the best at it. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, that's why they're getting the Avengers. Are, are they doing uh, Avengers 4, too? Yeah, they're doing both. Okay, cool. They're filming both back to back, right. so they better be doing both. <laughs> um, I heard it's actually going to be uh, Miller and Lord. Oh, right, over. right, 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 right. Because that'd definitely be... <laughs> well, like, say, like, Marvel... I mean, I, I think that what we're hoping for, for the first time, that Marvel with Ryan Coogler and Black Panther does something right. inventive. We saw that trailer where we watched Homecoming, and it was still badass. It was better. It was so the thing that you get from that... Tra- Sorry. D- digra- <laughs> digression of the, the Black Panther trailer. The thing that you get on the big screen that you that you kind of get when you watch it on your computer or your TV, but you really see on the big screen, is that motherfucker actually did a different lighting scheme than all the rest of these movies. Because, right. like, again, like, like while this movie is good and funny, it's very flat. Yeah, let's not try to take chances. No, there's, there's like, like, like... I, I I couldn't I, I actually can hardly remember the action scenes of the movie and it's been two days. Yeah. Whereas I can I know all the like I I wanna watch all the car chases and baby driver again right now. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I, I would like to see some of the funnier scenes in in Homecoming again. Yeah, yeah. Uh like you know, like when his friend when Ned finds out that he's Spider Man. That's a hilarious that's a really funny scene. Mm-hmm. Um, How about Marissa Tomei as hot Aunt May? 
She's good, and I want to get into that, like where how everyone got upset about Marissa Tomei being Aunt May. Do people not realize Marissa Tomei is a fifty-year-old woman who, like, is no. totally age-appropriate? to be I think people aunt? just get mad because of how Aunt May was previously. This well, like, one. like, like, it doesn't make any sense in the Tobey Maguire movies why, why, why Peter's like he's like in his early twenties, but his aunt is like ninety-five years old. Right. How old were his parents? <laughs> That's always been my problem with um, it. Like. I just like that in this movie they refer multiple times, like, in front of Peter's face that, oh, your aunt is hot. So Peter kind of has to deal with people yeah. letting him know, and he, you can tell he's uncomfortable. And I mean, Marissa, that's, that's a good Marissa dynamic. Tomei is hot. She is hot. Still would. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, let's get into Michael Keaton a little bit, because I, I, I do think that he's actually one of Marvel's better villains. Right, that's something that you've expressed before, is... Marvel, there's twenty two. There's gonna be twenty two films. Uh, I don't know how many we're at now. Eighteen and or seventeen. And universally, the villain, except for one, just Loki. They all suck. Yeah, like I, I, I'm trying to remember who the bad guys were in all these movies, and I can't hardly remember who they were. Uh, Michael Keaton's Vulture, though, he feels a little different. He's not as cartoonishly evil. No, well, there's, he's an actual character. Right. I think that we should there's, say that that, that he has a he has a real character arc. Yeah. We actually know who this guy is, what he wants, what he needs, why he's doing what he's doing. Right, right. Um, and and I also think uh, there's a w- wonderful scene in the car with him and Peter, right? And they just let Keaton act. Yes. For, and Michael Keaton, this is why Michael Keaton gets nominated for Oscars, right? This right. is why he's like a two or three time Oscar nominee. Birdman. Bird. Birdman. <laughs> Whatever happened to that boy? <laughs> oh my god, Birdman should be the like villain they in the next one. Them. Not Michael Keaton's Birdman. Birdman, Birdman. Birdman, Birdman. Bird, bird. <laughs> Just... <laughs> um, it was also nice to see John Favreau back. Yeah, I love Favreau. Um, I, I think that, that we those... can kind of say, also, really nice... This movie does not end with a portal to the sky and the world being on the line. Right. This ends with, with a, with, I mean, it's dramatic. There's a plane crash. It's big. But, like, one building gets destroyed. Just one. I think that was, like, almost the one thing that I, like, can't get over is, in this movie, you have Tony Stark tell Peter Parker, like, hey, like, if, you don't deserve this suit if it defines you or whatever, right? Right. And then the third act happens. Peter, like, he saves, like, a plane crashing into the city. So I've been thinking about it, right? But... Tony Stark tells him at the end, like, you did a good kid. So well, he did. You, you, have, you have a difference between those two situations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, basically, what's happening is is that, um, okay, like, what, what Tony means by the suit, the, the suit line, it, it's, the suit line is in res- not in response to Peter's actions, it's in response to his dialogue. Hmm, okay. It has nothing to do with what Peter did. He's taking it away for reasons of that, but that line has nothing to do okay, with Okay, yeah, that. yeah, I know that. The know. line, like, the line and the, like, what Tony's saying about that and what Peter's overcoming in the end, yeah, uh, he totally did. Well, it's it's following what Tony says in the beginning of the movie. Don't do what I would do, but don't do what, but do what I wouldn't do, too, right? <laughs> you exist in that small gray area. Funny line, right? Yeah. It yeah. seems like it's a joke, but he is actually trying, like, 
Part of the problem is that, like, A, now they could have gotten into this more if there had been more Robert Downey Jr. in it. Yeah. Is that, that he's doing something that he's never done before. He's never been a mentor and a father figure to someone before, right? This is new ground for Tony. Mm-hmm. So he thinks when he's taking away the suit that he's going to stop him from going out and doing dangerous things, right? And that he needs to think about who he is without the suit, right? Okay. And because, you know, what Peter says to him when he goes, goes, give me the suit. He goes, no, 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 I'm nothing without the suit. Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm nothing without the suit. It is. Good job on Tom Holland for like, because like I've heard him talk. His voice is deeper than it, than the, the Peter. He's uh, making himself sound because he's twenty. Like he's an adult. Like, right. and he's he's been through puberty and he's making his voice sound more kid like. Because mm-hmm. you got to you got to do something. Um, he's also putting on an accent too, which it never dropped. Very good on Tom Holland. I never heard any British... Because in most movies where British guys are doing, when they start to yell, you can hear that they're British. Right, no. he, he I like Tom Holland a lot. I um, do too. What about Gwyneth Baltrow just randomly showed up at the end of this movie? I mean, sure. She had to come back at some point. Did they just have to like, oh, she's still here for well, Avengers movies? I think... Exactly. I think that I think Paltrow was like, yeah, I'm not doing I'm out on Civil War. And they were like, oh, we might need to write her off, write her out. Right. So they have her and Tony break up and then they're like getting geared up to do Avengers. And they probably were like, hey, Gwyneth, do you want to do the Avengers movies? And she was like, well, Goop needs additional funding. (laughs) So um, like, seriously, like like, it it probably was like something she's like, sure. Great. I'll be back for five minutes yeah i mean well also doesn't this play into the whole rumor that tony dies in the next avengers right they're kind of wrapping things up tying some strings well right and then makes it much sadder of him and pepper are back together right. and he dies no, exactly. right yeah. and well the, the movie this movie implies that they get engaged at the end but i, I want to get into something with marvel um for for a minute uh just just a general thing uh, i think that we need to stop thinking about these as movies because they don't ever really work as movies. They don't have they don't have endings. They have like act endings. Right. They have a little conclusion to what you just watched. Well, but... like 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 a story arcs wrap up, but the story continues. It's TV. Oh, it's a TV show. It's sure. a TV show. That's uh, like I keep getting hung up on that. None of these things work as movies. Like they just don't work as movies. Like I can't think of a Marvel movie where I'm like. Yeah, that was the end of a movie. I would say maybe the closest thing would be, like, Guardians. Nope. You don't think so? Not at all. Guardians implicitly ends with Thanos, like, talking about how he's gonna come and take like take things on. That's a cliffhanger. Yeah, but I think it next... has a... That's a cliffhanger setting you up for next week's episode. That's why I'm not saying there's season. no cliffhanger. I'm saying it's a contained it's story. A, it's a season finale. Not a... Not a... Like, that's a season finale, not a, not a, not an ending. I, mean, I guess then. Anytime there's something like that, then it's... It's not an ending. It makes it like that. It's know. not an ending. I think if you skip that scene, because it's what? It's like mid-credits? After the credits? No, but I'd even say like the end of the movie. Like They have like Drax saying, now we have to kill Thanos. No, like Guardians is better than most of these exercises. Yeah. These episodes, right? With, But, again, they have no interest in ending because... They're building to, I think that 
from the way that Kevin Feige, uh, the guy who runs the Marvel Universe, has talked about talked about Avengers, is that that's going to be kind of an ending, right? Yeah. For, I mean, it won't be for Tom Holland or for Brie Larson or for, like, the newer people, right? But it might be for Iron Man, for Captain America, for Thor. Yeah. That they're, they're gearing down with with the Chris's. Uh, we got too many Chris's here. We gotta cut them. They don't even have the best Chris, though. Shouts to Pine, always. Um, Start up the Pine universe. Pine cinematic universe. Extended Pine universe. Bring in, bring in Star Wars and Wonder Woman. I mean, Star, <laughs> Star Trek, Trek and Wonder Woman. And Jack Reacher. Or not Jack Reacher. And uh, Wet Hot American Summer First Day of Camp. <laughs> all connected. <laughs> Actually, that would be the greatest crossover universe ever is Wet Hot American Summer crossing over into the, Mar- crossing over into the Star Trek universe. Yeah, I'm in. So in. Um, but you know, I, I, I think that like, uh, like all Marvel movies pretty much, it was a, it was a fun time in the theater. Mm. I won't remember it. (laughs) I'm, I'm a little more higher on this movie. I, this is one of my favorite Marvel movies in a while. I feel like I'm so, I could put this on and have a good time again. Sure. I, I, I bet I could too, but like, I don't know. It's just gonna be hard, for the Marvel really, to get you like. Oh yeah, my yeah, God, they're they're, they're never they're probably they probably and they probably know that that yeah. like that that like, I'm never gonna be excited excited to really watch like like on the edge of my seat to watch these right. because and and be feel like you're gonna be surprised right, you know I I I well I I think that's why I've put a lot of hopes on Black Panther right right it's because like Ryan Coogler is I mean. He's made as many movies as John Watts, but uh, we can actually name and have seen both of yeah. his movies. That looks promising. Uh, shout out to Donald Glover, though, showing up in this movie. Basically doing Darius from Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, Maybe. why not? Darius is hilarious, and he wrote it. So, um, I mean, Donald, yeah. Uh, I gotta say, that the, the, the idea to stack this movie with comedy mm-hmm. actors around the, the edges really paid off. Hannibal Burris. Shows Hannibal up. Burris as the gym teacher. Uh, Martin Starr as debate team. Leader. As the debate team coach. Yep. Um, yeah, the, all the uh, side casting really worked. Yeah. And uh, I think that that's what we should praise this movie for most is its tone. Is right. that it had a it had a appropriate heaviness, which. To say not very heavy at all. No, no, yeah. Um, very it was funny. It was funny and lighthearted, which is what we want out of Spider-Man. There's just scenes where Tom Holland, Spider-Man, is just by himself, like talking to himself, and I still like really like. Yeah, there, yeah. Uh, the scenes with him and Jennifer Connelly, who right. plays the voice of his suit, yeah. were very funny and worked. I know that you were worried about that heading into it. Yeah, I just was. I didn't want them to turn to Spider Iron Man. You know what I mean? And it didn't. No, it, didn't it was at all. different because. And he's completely ignorant of what he's <laughs> yeah. doing, which which really worked. It was funny. It was funny um, yeah. yeah. No. I, yeah. Yeah. All right. Spider Man Homecoming. What's your letter grade, Mike? B. B. Okay. What's I'm yours, EJ? An A minus, but on some days you could tell me it's an A, dude. I think it's a good popcorn flick. Mike is rolling his eyes right now. It's a good popcorn flick. Well, I'm just, I'm just amazed that everything's... Like, it, like, come on. It's the same quality as Baby Driver. I'm just saying Baby Driver is 
super enjoyable. It's original. It's a great thing. But like I said, I had problems with Baby Driver, and that kind of dragged my score down. See, I had so many more problems. Like, this movie had, like, 35 times more I'm a Spider-Man fanatic. See, I don't like Spider-Man. So maybe the wool's over my I eyes. I only like but... the X-Men. All I can tell you is I walked in this movie, smiled and laughed the whole time, and walked out. I was like, oh, it was pretty good. I laughed throughout all of it, but, like, I didn't care about anything that happened. <laughs> like, you weren't invested in this boy that was bit by a radioactive spider? No, but I and feel then like, for I guy feel like a, a lot of people. Suit? Well, but, like, I was invested in this getaway driver who has tinnitus. Yeah, that doesn't mean... Music. Just because you're invested in it, though, doesn't mean that it's... I mean, no, that, that changes the, the quality of a movie if, I, if I'm actually invested in the characters. Right. Like, I enjoyed Tom Holland. I think he gave a good performance. It's not on him. Um, it's just kind of on the superhero industrial complex, man. They're not... No. They don't make that good of movies. <laughs> like, they make, they make good episodes of TV. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All I gotta say is I wanted a teenage Spider-Man in high school. I wanted it to be funny. Right, right. I, I think that you had a lot more invested in a Spider-Man story that worked. Than I did. Exactly. That's exactly. And right. I don't have anything invested in Spider-Man story yeah. that worked because it's no, no. This is your reaction. I think would be how I would react if we actually got a good X-Men movie. Like if we got like well like don't hold your breath, Mike. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not because they're fucking morons making those movies who seem to not like the X-Men actually, which is yeah tragic. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, two movies though that we both really enjoyed, and that's surprising because the last two summers we've kind of been like, fuck these movies, fuck these movies. I mean, we haven't, we haven't. There's been highlights yeah. to everything. No, I'm not saying it's all bad, but I remember I last... I mean, shout out to yeah. Fate of the Furious. Yeah. Shout out to Suicide Squad last season. We had a lot of fun at the squad. Um, but it's good to have two back-to-back, and I was just gonna say, we might have three. Next week, War for the Planet of the Apes comes out. Yeah, we'll be seeing that. Um, um really good buzz crazy good buzz that i've been reading oh i've read some mediocre buzz on it really i've read that it's the best film of the year oh i i av club av club says that it's that it has a lot of ambition and turns into formula hmm. which uh we'll have to see for they've been, i gotta say av club's been been on fire this summer with the reviews is that dowd aj a dowd and yeah. ignati uh Vishka, i can't say it he has got yeah. a really long yeah I, I like the writing on the baby club yeah they're, i don't know i've got I'm good going film going in this with my expectations because i enjoyed both of the previous i did too i i really you know um and shout out to a movie for making woody harrelson the bad guy because <laughs> like people like people think of woody harrelson as being the funny guy all the time right. woody harrelson is in natural born killers like Woody Harrelson is incredibly threatening. Right. So, like, when he wants to be. Um, but yeah, that's next week. And we also got The Return of Thrones. So uh, we'll have to be talking about that up soon. I'll, yeah, I'll probably be... Uh, yeah, you, you know I'll be a puddle of nerves. <laughs> Alright. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Peep This Podcast. If you have get any... up on your Renner memes, right? You guys have any comments, questions, or just or general... meme suggestions? Meme suggestions, general hate. Feel free to email us peepthispodcast at gmail uh, If you want to dox us, you can also do that. <laughs> I would not want to be doxed, but you could dox Mike. Well, like, what are you going to dox me for? I'm I am who I am. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, we will talk to you guys next time. See ya.